Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, I'm Ryan Mallory, and this is my Swing Trading the Stock Market podcast. I'm here to teach you how to trade in a complex, ever-changing world of finance. Learn what it means to trade profitably and consistently, managing risk, avoiding the pitfalls of trading, and most importantly, to let those winners run wild. You can succeed at the stock market, and I'm ready to show you how. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, this is Ryan Mallory with Swing Trading the Stock Market and today's episode. We're going to talk about watch list management. We got a guy from Denmark here who is asking to be given a Viking name so we don't reveal his real name. So for this one, I'm going to give him the name Torstan. Yeah, I googled that. Didn't know any Viking names offhand. I haven't watched any Viking shows. So in order to conceal his identity, gave him the name Torstan. That sounds pretty Viking-ish, right? Torstan writes, Hey Ryan, love the podcast. Been listening for a long time and just joined your trading group today. I started trading last fall with a small account on Merrill Lynch. That platform was not great. So from the beginning of 2023, I've set up a new account on E-Trade and funded it with $10,000 to get started. This is some of my savings, but I am okay taking risks with it as I am fortunate to not rely on the funds. My question really is about watch lists and how you keep an eye on your stocks. In E-Trade, there is a watch list option, but it also does not show me a lot. No trend lines, for example, unless I click on each. I'm self-employed and I sit most of my day at a PC anyway, so I added one more screen to my setup to keep an eye on my watch list of stocks. But I'd love your recommendation on how and what to use for my watch list. I watch a lot more stocks than just my own portfolio of five to seven stocks. I'd like to be able to keep an eye on at least 20 to 30 stocks at all times. Is there a software you use for that or do most traders use their trading platforms for this and if they do do you know which ones are the best platforms for this purpose and do any of them show after hour changes too and preferably pre-hour changes i've been quite lucky picking up some stocks in the pre-market before when they've dipped and then later when they recovered within a day or two i know that you like giving nicknames yes i did he's lives in north carolina actually he doesn't live in denmark he lives in north carolina but he is from denmark so that's where the viking name comes from thanks for what you do ryan and talk soon torstan all right, Torstan, good question, and I think that's a pretty valid question, too, because I find that my ability to navigate the markets largely depends on my ability to flow through the watch list that I have. And in my watch list, I can have anywhere between like 800 to 1,000 stocks in my watch list, watch lists that basically carry different purposes for me. And what am I drinking in this episode? I've got myself some Kirayoshi Pure Malt Whiskey. It's another Japanese one. This is going to be the last Japanese whiskey for a while. It's 46% alcohol, 92 proof. And I don't know what it is about the Japanese whiskeys, but every one of them, 
they look like that they were kind of scooped out of your john or something. I don't know, out of a toilet. It just they're so yellow. It's it's really weird to me. But I've kind of gotten used to it at this point, even though it's kind of a turn off. I like them a little bit more dark amber brown color. But we'll see how it is at the end of the show. I'll tell you what my thoughts were on this particular whiskey. So let's not get derailed here. Let's get back to this question here about wash lists. Now, as far as my thoughts on Merrill Lynch, do I like Merrill Lynch? I think Merrill Lynch is pretty good for like fixed income assets. I know people who use it. I have family that use Merrill Lynch. Do I personally think it's good for trading? No. I like it for fixed income. I think it can work for dividend selections and stuff like that. But really, if I'm going to be an active trader, I'm definitely not going to use Merrill Lynch for that. I would rather go with Thinkorswim or Interactive Brokers. And E-Trade, E-Trade's still a good platform. I think that's probably one of the top ones is too. I have limited knowledge with that one. I used it maybe 15 plus years ago for a little bit. It's not bad, but I would necessarily wouldn't say it's the best one either. But it's usable. And can we talk about Torstan's being self-employed, which is cool, but he also added another monitor. How many monitors do I think you need to be able to trade successfully? Really, you need one. But in his case... He's doing a job. He's self-employed. So he's got his attention on one monitor. And then he's got another monitor for, for trading stocks. So you can do it with one. I have four monitors, but you got to remember too that I also do a lot more than just trading stocks. I'm also a content creator with the charts and the videos and other things that I do too. So I do have to have a little bit more in terms of monitor space. But another thing that you can do too is you can get like a 32-inch monitor. You can get even a bigger one. Maybe you go into the 40s or 50s. But what's really cool about the Windows 11 is that where you have that little square at the upper right-hand corner where you can minimize or maximize? If you hover over it, and this is a little little trick here, if you're listening to this 10 years into the future, you're going to probably laugh at this, but if you hover over the square where you can minimize and maximize, it'll actually show you a grid, and you can create the grid that you want where it essentially puts the charts in its own little quadrants, and there's like custom quadrants. You can even make it to your own to where you can have one quadrant bigger than the other. It's really cool. And uh, I use that actually quite a lot with my 32-inch screen. I put about four windows on that, and I have them in separate quadrants so that they don't overlap. And that is also a way, if you can only have one monitor, let's say your PC only has one HDMI output, that's actually a really good way to be able to maximize your space without getting too cluttered or getting that feeling of it being too cluttered. So use those quadrants. But if you're looking at maybe like a minimum, if you don't want to feel like that, all right, I've got too much going on. Two monitors dedicated to trading is usually really good because then you can have one for your charting and your analysis, and you can have another one for whether it's like reading different articles or using your brokerage platform. Having two monitors can really help with that. And here's something to remember when you're trying to figure out a good watch list and a good platform. I have rarely found, actually, I don't think, I shouldn't even say rarely. I have not even found a good platform to date that has a good watch list management system. I haven't. There's just not really any good ones out there. Thinkorswim comes probably the closest to being able to do that, and I still think their watchlist management stinks. And oh my gosh, I just tried a taste of this whiskey. It's trash. This really is trash. There's no way I'm going to get through this. All I'm tasting is like hot, spicy raisins. And crazy amounts of barley. Oh my gosh. Disgusting. This won't even crack fours, I can tell you that. <sighs> All right. Back to the watch list, though. I didn't mean to get sidetracked there. You want your watch list to integrate with your charts. It's so important. So the charting platform that I use is TC2000. I think it's really good. Is it the only one that's out there? No, there's plenty of other ones out there, but you can look in the show notes. There's actually a link for TC2000. It's a really, really good platform. I've probably used it since 2006, 2007. I've talked to some of the people in their management over the years. They're really good guys. They're really dedicated to making this the best platform out there. One of the things that I like the best about it is the intervals 
the time intervals in between the charts. So I have my watch list. I have multiple ones, and I'm just going to look at them right here as I'm talking. But I have a must-watch watch list. That's the stock that I'm always wanting to stay on top of. That's going to be like your Microsofts, your Amazons, your Boeing, and CRM, and Netflix, and Caterpillar, and NVIDIA, Chipotle, and Shopify, silver, gold, ETFs. You got Spotify and Lyft. You know, all those kinds of stocks, right? Ones that we care about quite a bit. I also have an industry watch list. This is going to list all the industries that are out there. And one of the cool things about TC2000 is they actually list all the industries that are out there and they track them for you. And that's pretty cool. Sectors, there's 11 sectors out there. You have cyclical, you have financial services, you have healthcare, materials, you have staples, technology, energy, communications, industrials, utilities, and real estate. I like having those 11 sectors in a watch list as well, because then I can see which sectors are driving the market higher today. And then, of course, I have my short setups, I have my long setups, and then I have a portfolio watch list. It's really not a watch list because I'm in those stocks, but they're stocks that I'm in that I want to be <laughs> obviously watching. Then I have some watch lists that pull up stocks that meet my criteria for different scans. And then I might only go through like the top couple hundred of them based off of volume. But I have a lot of different scans. I have a lot of different watch lists. But the cool thing about it is, is that when I'm going through these, and like I said, I will have at times 800 to 1,000 stocks in all of these watch lists. The ability to go from one chart to the next really, really fast. Like I'm talking about maybe a split second in between each chart. Like you press the space bar, the next one's up. That allows me to go through a ton of charts. He wants to be able to attract 20 or 30 stocks. If you have that ability, then you can get through 20 or 30 stocks even as a novice, you can get through that in a few minutes. And on your chart and platform, and he talked about this a little bit as well, and most platforms, I think, do do this, but it's important, though, that whatever technical analysis you do on the charts, whether it's support lines, trend lines that you're drawing, whether it's Fibonacci, you want those to be safe because I can't tell you how many times I've come back and looked at a chart that I might have drawn a support level for two, three months ago, sometimes even a couple of years ago, and all of a sudden they're back in play after having been like totally forgotten about. And if it wasn't saving those support levels, I would have probably not even seen them because they were so old. But because my charting platform, TC2000, does save them, it's a huge benefit for me. And also another benefit that I want to mention to you guys is swingtradingthestockmarket.com. That is this podcast's website that allows you to get all my stock market research each and every day. That's going to include stock market updates. That's going to also include updates on all the big tech stocks. Then you're going to get my weekly watch list and various setups that I'm looking at throughout the day and stocks that are just very intriguing to me. So check that out, swingtradingthestockmarket.com. Don't forget as well that there's also some importance behind writing down some of your stocks. I used to have a notebook that I carried around, whether I was in corporate America back in the day or even today, I would have a notebook and I'd jot down all my stocks, right? Especially when I was going through my weekly scans, I would have these. And I would write them all down, bullish stocks, bearish stocks, and stocks that I might be wanting to start building a long-term investment in, stocks that I find interesting from a dividend standpoint. I have books for decades now, just piles of information. But then I got into GoodNotes and on the iPad, you can pretty much do all of that. I actually went away from paper now and went to GoodNotes. I think that's also a great way to just be able to when you're writing down the stocks that are important to you, because when I'm going through the charts, oftentimes I'm hitting the space bar with my left hand and I'm writing down the charts that I find very intriguing with my right hand, since I am right-handed. And then when I'm done, I input those into my watch lists and the, and the correct watch lists that I am following. But GoodNotes is really an impressive 
impressive software. I think it's like eight bucks or something like that in the app store, really cheap. And you get an Apple pencil for your iPad and it's so much more efficient, so much more. I love it. Don't have to go finding pieces of paper. I can copy and paste all over the place. It's really, really great. But ultimately we want to get those symbols into a platform. And then once I'm done with my weekly stuff, when it goes from day to day, I actually have one of these, it's kind of like a black glass kind of looking, looking thing. And I use a chalk marker, a white chalk marker, and I just write down the stocks that I'm watching each and every day. And I make sure that I have those right in front of me all the time so that I'm looking at the markets. I can just go ahead and just pop them right in and with no problem rather than having to input it into a watch list. I'm always watching it, crossing them off so that I know that they're not any longer of interest to me because maybe they gapped up and I can't get into the stock at that point. Maybe they gapped down and it's no longer a good trade setup. Then at the end of each day, I wipe it off and start anew for the next day. If you want one of those things, you can go on Amazon or any retail site and they usually have them, but it's called a desk whiteboard glass. So it has like a dry erase function and you use white chalk markers on it. It's really cool and uh, real easy to see and work with. So check that out as well. Another thing about the watch list that I find very important is, is the ability to add more columns to the watch list. So on my long watch list, for instance, there's a number of different things that I'm tracking on there. First of all, I have this thing on TC2000 and it's only unique to TC2000. It's called a volume buzz. It just measures the volume relative to previous trading sessions. And it tells you whether or not it's a strong day of volume or a weak day of volume. Of course, I want the symbol, the company name, and then the price that it's trading at, I like the capitalization amount because I like to know, okay, am I trading a small cap, large cap, or somewhere in between? A lot of times I know the symbol, like DIS, for instance. I know that's a that's a massive company. That's $182 billion. Yeah, that doesn't really require me to look that up to know that. I also like to know in my watch list, when is the next earnings date? And that is incredibly important, especially when you get into earnings season because I can just go ahead and sort by earnings date and take off all the stocks that are reporting within the next week because those are stocks that I wouldn't want to trade anyways. Also, another one is dividend date. That's important to know too because when a stock has a big dividend, it can gap down substantially and that can affect your stop loss as well. And then finally, I like to know what is the date that I started tracking it on? So it's always important to see that as well because sometimes you can just see a stock that's been sitting there for six months and you're like, what am I keeping it here for? It's never doing anything. I'm going to go ahead and move on from it. And the difference between my weekly scans and my daily scans, what am I looking for on my weekly scans? Weekly scans are really stocks that I want to add to my watch list. On my daily scans, these are stocks that I'm wanting to add to the stocks that I'm looking to trade that day. I like to try to narrow it down. It's almost like a scan of a scan where the weekly scans, and I call them weekly scans because some of the scans are only done once a week. Others, I'm looking at them every day, but they go into like a master list. This master list is what I'm looking at each and every day to pick from. Stocks that are setting up on a daily basis. And what I try to do there is I try to keep the number of stocks that I'm watching each day to a minimum because if you got 15, 20 stocks that you're watching to possibly trade that day, that can be really hard to narrow down to one or two. Instead, I like to try to have it somewhere between like five to 10 stocks that I'm watching. I actually try to keep it in single digits because then it's more of a psychological thing. I don't want to be tracking double digit numbers of stocks. Maybe that sounds stupid. It's just me and the little quirkiness that I have. But if I'm summarizing everything I just talked about, the top three charting softwares that I would use that I think have the best ones, my personal favorite TC2000, but I think in that same category is TrendSpider and TradingView. All three of those are probably, in my opinion, the best software out there. And when it comes to tracking stocks after hours, and because I didn't answer this earlier question either, most of them have that. That's usually a setting that you can turn on and off. 
I don't really care so much about the after hours once the market opens up because I don't really consider that as part of the daily price action that I need to concern myself with. And remember too, with after hours trading and pre-market trading, that's very volatile. Usually your bid and ask spread is very wide and it's very unreliable as well. As for this whiskey, this Japanese whiskey that I have been drinking throughout the show. Actually, I'll say this. I haven't drank much of it because it's trash. It really is. It's bad. Again, this thing is called Kurayoshi. I don't know if I'm saying that right. It's a pure malt whiskey and it's really gross. This is the worst Japanese whiskey I think I've had to date. All I taste is like spicy almonds and like an awful amount of barley. It's not good. On the spectrum here on the scale of zero to 10, I'm giving it a three, eight. It's really that bad. The smell is bad. The taste is bad. The finish is bad. The look of it's bad. Three, eight, and I'm probably being generous. If you enjoy this podcast, make sure to leave me a five-star review. I do appreciate those. And in the process, make sure you check out swingtradingthestockmarket.com. That's my website that I mentioned earlier. It does support this podcast. And I greatly appreciate those who have already signed up and supported this podcast over the years, while in return getting some really solid stock market information. As always, keep sending me your emails, your questions. I love reading them, and I try to put as many of these things on there as possible, and it's quite a few of them. I would say the large majority of them do make it onto a podcast. So keep sending them to me, ryan at shareplanner.com. Thank you, guys, and God bless. Thanks for listening to my podcast, Swing Trading the Stock Market. I'd like to encourage you to join me in the SharePlanner trading block, where I navigate the stock market each day with traders from around the world, with your membership, you will get a seven-day trial and access to my trading room, including alerts via text, email, and WhatsApp. So go ahead, sign up by going to shareplanner.com slash trading block. That's www.shareplanner.com slash trading block. And follow me on SharePlanner's Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, where I provide unique market and trading information every day. If you have any questions, please feel free to email me at brian at shareplanner.com. All the best to you, and I look forward to trading with you soon.